You are listening to a podcast of the Geek.io Media Network. For all of our shows and more, visit geek-io.net. And to help support the network, head over to patreon.com slash geek.io. Hello, gentle listener. While Geek.io holds its talent to the highest standards, what follows will likely involve the sort of language usually reserved for sailors on leave. If you're of a delicate disposition, then perhaps you would consider a different podcast. Spoilers. Here on S4, we like to spoil you rotten. And as such, we take an in-depth look at the shows we cover, potentially spoiling any plot points up to and including the episode featured. If you haven't watched what we're discussing this week, and spoilers are an issue for you, you may want to come back later. That's right, that's right, that's right. Hello and welcome to the Small Screen Spoiler Show. This is episode number 59. I am CJ. The Yakuza will have to find someone else to kill boat and of course as always is the man the myth the legend jared a coincidence that is beyond belief as a veto you know that's right yeah every coincidence is beyond belief joining us cj and also i'm good how are you feeling fine yeah even after watching all of these sad sad episodes of television (laughs) so very very sad this is not going to be a real fun episode guys uh, join, of course, the invisible third chair always belongs to Daryl Lumberman, Lumber Midget Shaler. And joining us, because I got fired from my own show last week for one stupid show, is Rachel Let Me Quake You Boat. Hello. And yes, you are you. fired from discussing Lemony Snicker. Although... <gasps> Good. Spoilers. Yes, spoilers. Have enjoyed tonight. Speaking I know. of, I, after I watched the latest episode, I was like, I, I bet CJ may have changed his mind. <laughs> I have a feeling. Speaking of, I, I'm not allowed to divulge anything. But we'll there there might be a yeah. change of heart on the way. Speaking of, what are we talking about tonight? Tonight we're going to talk about Agents of Shield, season four, episode fifteen, Self Control, a series of unfortunate event, unfortunate events, season one, episode seven and eight. The miserable meal, meal. Man, meal. I, I mean, the they did have a bunch of meal. miserable meals. Yes, they're miserable meal. Say that five times fast. Man in the High Castle, season two, episode six, Kintsugi, and season two, episode seven, Lando smiles. Yeah. Oh, as you can oh, tell right. from those titles, lots and well, lots hello. of happy thoughts going through this today tonight's episode and uh speaking of happy thoughts uh here's some happy thoughts from our sponsors we'll be right back and we're back thank you so much if you want an ad free experience join us live uh more often than not mondays at 10 p.m eastern (laughs) (laughs) no comment over at geek-io.net slash live yeah 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 all right, so then, shall we start, my friends, with uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, indeed. Yep, there's my thing. And then we're going to have, let's, what does Daryl have to say with his uh, three-minute introduction? So I'm checking out for a few minutes because I don't watch S.H.I.E.L.D. because, especially now that CJ told me something, no, I'm done. I'm yeah. not even entertaining watching it with you anymore. T- Sorry. Tuck in and hold on. Three minutes of Daryl. Here we go. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. self-control, or as I like to call it, what a fucking difference a Whedon makes. <laughs> I was wondering where the brothers were. Joss is obviously counting his money while sipping on the salty tears of Firefly fans, but surely Jed should have been on hand to stop some of the horrible derivative bullshit this season. Turns out Jed was busy doing this episode, and because his name's on the door, he was hogging the good fight choreographers, the good special effects computers, and the good composers. This was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. turned up to 11, and it was fucking amazing. Early on, we have an exercise in how to build tension legitimately. There was misdirection, red herrings, people you love in genuine fear because we know a Whedon is involved and they'd like nothing more than to kill someone you love. (laughs) 
In fact, I can't exactly. really say much about this episode uh, f as far as the plot is concerned because my show notes consist almost entirely of fucking hell, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where did you pull this out from? And after a fantastic episode that outthings John Carpenter's thing for Cylon paranoia tension, we have that ending. I'm going to turn my rant mode off right now. Hang on, wait. It's still lame to have a Matrix that kills you if you're unplugged from it. Okay, rant mode off. I want to show you why it's great to treat your audience with a little bit of respect. If you're going to bring a character back at the end of an episode, it's common to drop a few hints during the episode so your viewer has them in mind when the reveal comes. At worst, this is frequently done during the previously on section at the beginning, where they use footage from three seasons ago of that person dying or going away. It robs the final moment of all tension because you know it's coming after that. Done more subtly, you might find an excuse to drop them in conversation early on. Here we have a nice callback to Lincoln and how Quake regrets his death. We know that Olivia Wilde is going full-on quantum leap on her matrix by putting right what once went wrong, so as the genre-savvy viewer we have some expectations already. Then the reveal comes, when Matrix Quakes finds the man in her room. My notes right here include the line, I want this to be Ward, but you know it's Lincoln. But it was fucking Ward! No! Now that's how you subtly build expectations no! that not everyone would have picked up on, and then subvert them just when your viewer thinks they're smarter than you. So next episode. I asked for it the other week, and they're going to deliver. We're entering the Matrix and going full on for the man who has everything on this one. Everyone's happy, the Triskelion is whole, Hail Hydra, Simmons the undead zombie. I just have one request. We didn't see what Counterfeit America is doing in his Matrix dream. Can he please, please, please be Captain America? Yes. You can even have him fight alongside Iron Man and the Hulk for a scene. They're computer generated these days anyway. You can use some stock footage of Tony Stark talking to Captain America. Hell, CGI Counterfeit America's face onto some Avengers shots. I'd be okay with it. Just let him don the suit. Please. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, that would be awesome, but it's not going to happen. No, yeah. it's uh, no, no, it's not going to happen because he's not directing next episode. <laughs> um, yeah. so so let's just get the first note out of the way. Okay. Uh, you got our previously on thing start up and written and directed by Jed Whedon. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> yep. The first thing I thought of is who the hell is dying? Like, oh no, someone's gonna die. Yeah, you you have you have a weed and come back for a special episode. People gonna die. <laughs> like, oh no, it's a very special episode of Shield. <laughs> right. Tuck, tuck in, everyone. This is gonna be this is gonna be rough. Yep, we're gonna reach into your heart and crush it a it's couple gonna, times. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be really amazingly done, but it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that one. I'm just like, man, oh no, this is this is not going to this is not going to end well for somebody. I mean, we weren't wrong, but oh, no. it's not what we were oh, no. expecting. <laughs> not entirely. No one died exactly, but we did get plenty of just the heart gut punches. I, I, yeah, over and over and over and over again. <laughs> Jesus. Like, oh, oh no, stop messing with Fitz and Simmons. They're my favorite. Yeah, stop. seriously. <laughs> All right, so I have said unequivocally there are two things that would make me stop watching this show. They really kept poking at one of them and did the other one. Yes. <laughs> yes, they did. Um, the first one that they keep poking at is, quit trying to mess with Fitz and Simmons. Stop it. <laughs> Leave them alone. Just for a little while. They're the best thing to happen to this show. Just Pick leave, on some other characters. Let them be happy. And I do love how, like, she kind of backwards proposed to a robot and then plans to propose to actual fits. Exactly. That I love. Like, that was fantastic. No, and then, yes, and then they, like, twist things around and throw off your expectations and you think you know what's going on, but you don't know what's going on. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, like they cut fits, and I'm like, oh no! All right, we're gonna send out, we're gonna send out everybody to find all the Inhumans and kill them. Yeah, right. First on the list. First on the list, we're gonna go see Yo-Yo. No, 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 no! <laughs> Stop this episode right now, please. Right? I can't do it. It's like she disappears for several episodes, and is gonna come back. And oh, no, 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 no! Damn you, Whedon. Okay, <sighs> okay. 
Okay, okay. Quake's not actually a, a Cylon. Yeah. Uh, duh, well, she kind of is. Like, there are a thousand of her in the basements. There are a bunch of her, but this one's not the actual one. No, and none of them the have powers, was... so... Secretly fits or Simmons, which could it be? Man, what a really powerful, intensely depressing scene oh that was. Oh my god, yes! Like, seriously, two seasons in a row, how has Gemma not been given an Emmy? Like, just, <laughs> oh my god, that woman can act! Yes, she can. She is so good! Go on, Jed, stop. Stop, I can't take it. Oh, great, now, now she's stabbing Fitz to death. I, I can't yeah. I can't do this. <laughs> I know it's not Fitz, but... Yeah, even though stop, it's Robo-Fitz, it's still like that, that reaction. It's like, just, just, man, just, I keep like wanting to throw up in my mouth. Just stop. Why? Oh. But yeah, it was really good, really intense. Really hated all the Fitz and Simmons stuff. Yeah. Fear for, feared for Yo-Yo, but she's okay. Yeah. We're okay. Yo-Yo is okay. Not Radcliffe, not Yo-Yo. so much. Radcliffe's gone. Saw that coming though, so that's fine. Yeah, it was. It I, I actually liked the way that she killed him. That was actually really good. Uh, it wasn't like her going full Terminator. Like I was expecting a no, head rip out kill him, or something like that. Yeah, couldn't go against her programming, and they found a, a legitimate loophole for her to go through the yeah. the programming. So. Yeah, that, that's it's actually, yeah, they followed yeah. the logic path that they set up. They, they they followed the rules that they had already set up for Ada. So, good for them. <laughs> it's like, well, when you're, in the, when you're in the framework, you're not actually dead. Like, oh, thank you, you solved my problem. <laughs> also, yeah, still, again, bravo to her. Like, she's, good, she's such a good actress, too, man. She is. We didn't know that until we saw her not being a robot. Yeah, but. play two people. <laughs> But yeah, she's still quite scary in this one. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's she's very frightening. Like carving up the superior, sticking his head in a jar. Yes. Because <laughs> reasons. Yeah. Which still again brings me to the point of why is May still alive? Especially now that she's in control. Why is why are any of the eight shield agents still alive? I don't know. Because we're winter. We're Captain America training all of this. I don't know. Yeah, it, 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 and I understand it's plot, but if she's super logical thinker, yeah, there's no reason why she's like, huh, huh. So he's in there; he won't feel any pain, huh? No, she won't. All right, uh, I don't need any of you. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. No, <laughs> no, things are getting crazy. And then uh, the the payoff with Maybot was oh my excellent. god. May, like I Maybot apparently felt has for what, Maybot with like, uh, terminated desires. Yeah, feelings and emotion. Yes. And How did like, she do that? I felt for Maybot, man. She was like, wow. <laughs> that was like, okay. That was. I can handle. I can crushing. handle all the terribleness. This was a good payoff. This was an excellent scene. Way to pay off the Maybot. Way yes. to resolve them escaping from the base. And um logical way that's an emotionally satisfying way and it was great it was really really good yeah i was i had come back around on the episode at that moment yes we did we did it we got rid of the major issue with the the lmds and shield now we just have to figure out how to get the regular people out of there because now thanks maybot all of them are no longer in existence (laughs) Except for yes. when Ada creates an uh, army them, uh, them special effects on Quake blowing up MacBot. Yeah, man. Also, <laughs> Daisy with a shotgun axe. Daryl's right, really but cool. Whedon gets all of the... <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> he didn't have a shotgun axe. That was the problem. Yeah, well, Daisy had a oh, shotgun yeah, axe. gave the so. Whedon the special effects budget. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> that looked freaking great. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Um... I do I like the I like the um dialogue for them in their robot forms. That was actually really well done. They didn't they felt yes like they were they felt like they were all doing their best Vulcan impersonation. And it came off yes. pretty smoothly. Like they didn't go over the top with it, which I appreciate. 
Yes, everything is very logical, and this is all we have to do. Yeah. We have to kill them because reasons. You know, that, we have to take their place. That's what Ultra Ada said to do. <laughs> it all makes sense. Robots everywhere. Ro robots everywhere. All right. So we're going to hack the Matrix to go in and save our people. Yeah. All right, I'm on board with that. And then we got in the Matrix. Get in the Matrix. All right. Daisy wakes up. Lincoln? Oh, please, let there be Lincoln. It's like, it's oh, not, sweet, Lincoln's coming back. It's not going to be Lincoln, is it? No. It's not. Freaking Lincoln, it's Ward! What the hell? Lincoln. Oh, no. You freaking show no. Ward's stupid face. I'm out. <laughs> so help me God, if he is in the next episode, like if his body shows up in the next episode, I don't know if I can take it. If, what is his name, <laughs> Rob Dalton, I think? If he shows up, I'm done. Like, I just cannot. And more importantly, I, looked at the IMDb I will not. Like, it's just, just stop. Stop. <laughs> if, if he's there, I'm tuning out until the season finale. Like, I can't deal with this crap anymore. <laughs> maybe he'll only be there for a second. and Maybe he'll explode again. That'd be, that would be good. Yeah, just can we keep killing him over and over again? That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, never, we're in the Matrix, and Daisy's uh, happy Matrix land is just killing him over. It's just over and over. Marrying him. She's playing the long con in the Matrix land. It just, <laughs> I got you where I want you. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, hold on, I'm looking up IMDb. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, episode... What? Do it. What episode are we on? This week? Uh, 15 this week. 15. I, I looked away from the notes to start typing things into, uh, Google, so... <laughs> Alright. No, no, I meant this... I mean, it's premiering tonight, so, you know, this week, physically. It'll be 16. <laughs> Hey, wait, wait a second, wait, 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 uh, we're not getting it, we're not getting episode 16 until April 4th. Ah, uh, huh. making us wait. Well, it would be a good idea if we had five shows to catch up on next week then. Huh. Yeah, that is convenient. It's funny how that worked. Actually, I didn't know that that was a thing. <laughs> so that works out well. Legion until <laughs> next week. Yeah, the episode What If appear premieres on April 4th. So, yeah, yeesh. So it does. How many? How many days? May answer. How many Daisy LMDs survived? <laughs> <laughs> All right. How many, indeed? At least one, I'm sure. Yeah. So, wait. Is that gonna put us like? I gotta look at our schedule now. No, apparently Ada can crank those things out like nobody's business. Yeah, so. they just don't have the uh, the aptitude of Maybot, which kind of turned against her. <laughs> Yes. Again, I, I love, I kind of love Terminator though. She, just, like I said, she just wants to feel something. <laughs> like her, her, and it's kind of like the um, the driving force between Z, uh, Zemo, yeah, Baron Zemo in uh, Civil War. He just wants to feel something. He wants to execute something. There's no like really hugely deep seated revenge plot, but then it still kind of falls into the overcomplicated Bond villain thing. Yeah. He's a robot now, too, so everyone's a robot. Everybody's a robot. But he gets to control his robot body with his head in a jar. Yeah. Because why not? Yeah. I'm down with that. Uh, and, uh, I like how they kind of called back to um, May in the Matrix. Like, it, it felt like between uh, being, the commission, uh, being the superior and also kind of a callback to Winter Soldier where... Uh, Steve Rogers was riding up the elevator to yeah. the top of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I definitely recognize that elevator. Like, yeah. hey, that's old S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters. I guess they weren't destroyed in this world? Oh, they're Hydra headquarters now. Yep. Okay, <laughs> sure. Not only sense. were they destroyed, they may, they were made public. So basically, they well, live... So May's universe is man in the high castle, basically. <laughs> you did it. It's Marvel's version of man in the high castle. <laughs> The Nazis won. won. <laughs> Cats and dogs are living together. She's now a <laughs> Russian dude. <sighs> I kind of want to see, like, yeah, if if we can't have if we can't have Captain Faux America be Captain America, I want to see him be like the president. Yeah, that's fine. He'd be president. I want to be Captain America though. Yeah, that would be fun. Like, you, you're not going to get the Iron Man and Hulk thing, though. I mean, like Daryl said, I mean. 
You would just have to. I mean, I could. we're not spending money on Ghost Rider apparently. So I mean, <laughs> though, good job of calling back Rider? to the real MacGuffin. Show up in the Matrix. Yeah, call, good back to good job of calling back to the real MacGuffin in this show of the of the Dark Home. Like that's been dis- that's been gone for a couple of freaking episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they have they still talked about it. Kinda. Now everybody's gonna read the Dark Hole. You read the Dark Hole, and you read the Dark Hole. Yeah, everybody's gonna get Go ahead, supernatural weirdness powers. Yeah, again, Ghost Rider could solve all of this. Quit taking away Thor's hammer. <laughs> Have to. Have to. We've got like several more episodes to go. Yeah, I have a feeling we're going to have him come back in the, uh, definitely not what if, but maybe that last episode, uh, or in the next episode. So yeah, I need to, uh, I need to do some research as to how our schedule is going to work now that there's a month separating them. <laughs> we'll have to make some adjustments. Yeah, we are going to have to make some adjustments. It means we might, um, I'm not watching Twin Peaks. I'm just telling you that right now. <laughs> I won't make you. I mean, we can do Better Call Saul and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a little bit, I suppose. As long as freaking Rob Dalton doesn't come back as a freaking full-time person. Brett Dalton. Brett Dalton. But you can keep calling him Rob Dalton if you want to. Hey, as long as you can keep calling Ghost Rider uh, Knight Rider, I'm going to call him by different names. <laughs> Who's Rob Dalton? Why do I... Why does Knight Rider versus familiar? Rob Dalton. Why does that name sound familiar? Who is that? I think that I, uh, Rob Dalton, Arizona Custom Knives. Nope. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he makes custom knives. Yes. No. Uh, book with Rob Dalton. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Brett Dalton. I, I'm good with this as long as he does not come back as a, as a um, regular. Let's not have that be a thing. All right, any other notes on Le Shield? No, no other notes. All right. Hey, Rachel, no, you can come back off. now because we're going to start talking Damn. about Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events. For the last time. Hey, yay, I can actually unmute myself now. Yay. And before we uh, get too far into it, let's see what Daryl has to say about this. Lemony Drizzle Cakes, a season of unfortunate events. CJ, have you gone? I can wait. Good. Hi, Rachel. You were the fired. The three set off on their own for the final two part of the season, and the formula is mixed up a little. Our unfortunate trio is without a guardian, without a plan, and even without someone well-meaning yet idiotic to thrust them into the arms of evil Count Stinson. Instead, they find themselves at the mercy of a woodmill owner who... Oh, fuck. We all know what I want to talk about. That moment. You remember way back in my second intro for this show, I said this... All while Batman and Agent Hill continue to set up a massive mindfuck to come later. This is the mindfuck. And I bought into it. I was on the edge of my seat when that door opened. I believed, in spite of everything that had come before, I believed that Batman and Agent Hill would be on the other side and for a moment, no matter how fleeting, I would have that sense of... The orphans would have that sense of familial happiness. (laughs) Shut up, I'm not crying. (sighs) But then... My emotions open, my mind bending over and presenting itself, and this show just went right to town on my feelings. Fuck, I need a moment. I'll send you tissues. (laughs) All right. So, uh, first of all, didn't hate it. Actually really enjoyed this (laughs) this, uh, little group of he even laughed a couple times. It was great. I I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, man. Definitely the best of the. The, the season. Oh, yeah. Like, just, it, it was really, really good. And I think it's because there was no lovable stupid in this. There was just, like... Yes, there was no idiot guardian. There was, the closest like, they, thing they broke was the formula Charles, was and I getting... loved Charles, though. All right, so... Charles any, is awesome. Anybody who watches... <laughs> Charles, like, Charles made an my idiot. heart happy. I'm sorry. Pain. Charles made me so happy. And the fact that they went into multiple definitions of the word partner. Yes. That made me happy. I was like, yeah! <laughs> Here, let's F with all the conservatives who are I, like, no, no, And no, again, I can't help that. but that is a direct stab at, like, considering this was filmed right as the election was, like, ramping up. Like, yep. I, can't, I can't help but to think that that is a stab towards uh, conservatism. <laughs> you, you think? 
I mean, okay, we, we all know Neil Patrick Harris is extremely flamboyant. Looks super good in a dress. <laughs> Looks better in a dress than I will ever look. Has better knockers than I've had since. He's so I was hot so in that little red dress. Like... <laughs> they weren't real though, so no. I don't care. Too hard on but whatever push-up <laughs> bra he had on, it was working, and you know. The curves were in the right places. That's all that matters. There was no uh, curves in the wrong places, shall we say. Read between those lines. Uh, the fact that they had, you know, very openly gay. Uh, obviously, sir was not privy to that whole thing or doesn't, you know, speak about it. It's like, shh, we don't talk. And Charles was just like all out there with it. No, no, no. And all right. make his omelets. It, it's, it's flat out. <laughs> this is flat out a riff on Burns and Smithers. There's absolutely no yes, doubt which that this is, is fine. Oh, you're right. Yeah, and I and yeah, I know that's what and that then, was meant to be, and I know that's what Lemony Snicket wrote it to be. If that if that is if that if those characters are the same be. in the book, that is Burns and Smithers from Simpsons. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Well, well, the writer of the book is also the writer of the show, so I'm pretty sure there. So they, it, all it, of that it, was intentional from all points. If I remember from the books, it was very low key in the books. It wasn't quite so out there. But the books were written how many years ago now? Like 10. <laughs> this book was written in 2006. Holy jeez. Okay. Yeah. It, it, I did my research on a show that I didn't like. You're welcome. <laughs> hey. Thanks, CJ. It's been a long day. Um, that was just about the time when it was starting to become acceptable to talk about without the horrible stigma of, oh, you're in a gay relationship. How oh. He kept it very low-key in the books, if I remember correctly. Like, like, it was touched on and mentioned and hinted to and alluded to and never came out. But this one, it came out, and it's like, yes, partner, this is this, and there's that. Also, and Lemony Stick just walks off the screen. You're sitting there going, Again, bra- brav freaking vote to uh, Patrick Warburton for every time he was on camera in this entire episode, man. This entire series. He was definitely yeah, oh, my yeah. favorite part of the whole thing. Oh, no, no he doubt. He has the one part CJ has actually enjoyed yeah, 100%, consistently. 100% of the, the time kids. Patrick Warburton has been on camera, I have loved. <laughs> it was kind of like 100% He's, of the time that Banker Poe was on camera, I hated. Oh, he, yeah. he is my, is my uh, Lemony Snicket. Yeah, I, I don't like be. Banker Poe. He, he does kind yeah. of annoy me in his, you know... Oh, you're not supposed to like him, and he's supposed to be terrible. Though I did appreciate that finally in this episode, like he had to face some consequences for being an idiot. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was nice. And then still got <laughs> like a promotion. Promotion. He's the only one who got a happy ending. Literally, the only person that got a happy ending was him. Yeah, but see, it's like I would fire you, but I can't. It's like, but you uh, lost I'm... the children, so. Take Th- this is one of those preemptive. What's gonna happen to him in season two? Yeah, they were directly referencing the fact that he may not have written any more books, but they're like, "Yeah, this is gonna happen next season, you guys." Yeah. Oh yeah, they Th- this... it up a And by the way, if they do the same thing with this one, there were, yes, there next... were several more books. CJ. Oh, well. Then. Yeah, th- this were, this isn't even the tip of the iceberg. Oh well, then we're gonna get more. Books. All right, yeah. so oh, I'm going God. to next season. We're gonna do. Because yeah, six and when we did five and six and seven and eight together, that was a hell of a lot more enjoyable than we were doing them week apart. So yeah, if, that, yeah. if they do the same thing next year, we're so, doing it. The movie. Fine, Daryl, you were right. Yeah, Daryl. Right, all right, hold on. Wait, wait, hold on. Just go ahead and bask yep. in it. Here we go, Daryl. I love you like a brother. You are my best friend. For the first time in forever, you were right. I'm sorry. <laughs> there, you guys can continue hey. your discussion. Hey, Daryl. <laughs> for the first time in forever. You were right. This is my third time. Catch up. <laughs> you kind of have a few more years on him, too. <laughs> Just a few. Only like 12. No, <laughs> like seven. <laughs> we've been doing this for a long time, Rachel. <laughs> oh no, we've been doing Geek.io for five six years. years. Daryl, six years. Six years this year. It's been We just passed yeah. our five-year. This, no- this November is six years. Yes. Oh, go make a four? You make it four times? No. This November I'm still is right. Four We're not years. at six years yet. <laughs> but Daryl didn't This start. is why Rachel doesn't come on this show, folks. <laughs> you know what? Kiss my butt. All right. So, yeah. 
The, so anyway, the scene that made Daryl uh, sad. Yeah, that that dad I and guess, uh, and uh, I I don't know why that didn't affect me because I guess I knew because I'd read the book. That's probably it. Like the parents are the parents are never mentioned in the book, other than you know they died. So I was so confused by the side plot that they were doing with uh, with Batman and and uh, Maria Hill. Maria Hill. Bat Dad and Mama Hill. Doing this, like I I thought the parents were definitely dead. I mean, it's called a series of unfortunate events, and they, you know, hammer that home over and over again that, you know, nothing good is going to happen. I'm at the (laughs) point where I'm stuck on where are these other three kids come from because I don't remember. Yeah, and then so then like when the door opens and it's the other three kids, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) I was just confused. (laughs) I was like, who are these people? I think I. How many people have that atrocious yellow for their front door? I think they might do a um, kind of a Game of Thrones kind of thing for next season where they kind of separate it off from the books a little bit. That wouldn't surprise me. they got to give me something, or I'm going to have to actually go and read the books and figure out what the heck is going on because, yeah, there was not another set of kids in the book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm not going to these people? Not. I mean, but I only read through book three or four. Like, I've only, yeah, through book three because I had not read The Miserable Mill. I read the first three. So this one was all new to me, which also helped my enjoyment, I think. Like this is one situation where I don't think you should read the books first, necessarily. Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I enjoyed the show a lot more not having read the books. Sometimes um, the fourth it's episode. like that, though. Cause... CJ, episodes. I'm going to say one word to you. Look at the camera, CJ. Mm-hmm. Aragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes it's better not to read the books. <laughs> those books were good though oh the books the were amazing the movie sucked I know I've not watched it no, one's, no one has don't. told me I should don't. don't don't watch it it's not even it wouldn't even don't. be on our if it ever was on Netflix it wouldn't even be a rant and review and we're discussing ta- watching Sausage Party so that's saying something wouldn't watch it to review it we would just sit there and go this sucks this sucks this sucks this sucks, this sucks. why did they do that no. Okay, I'm better. All right, more notes. More notes. Uh, Phil the Optimist, love that guy. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> I really enjoyed Phil the Optimist. Yes, he was he... over the top, and a little bit stupid, but he wasn't like but the lovable idiot. But that leg, though. Like... <laughs> that Look, was ridiculous. Half price pedicures for life. Oh God, really have to go there. Yeah. Never it... trust an optimist or an optometrist. Yes. That was that was fantastic. Uh, and <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Phil the Optimist. Phil. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh Gatsby. That sounds like a fun book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, real fun. And I'm glad we got a little bit of a uh, literature, his uh, study in the middle of our our show. The show's so educational. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. It's like there's a sign with eyes in the Great Gatsby. Really, what's that? Or is it happy or whatever? I can't remember. It's like, no, it's the eyes of God looking down and judging society. Yes. Oh, that sounds like a fun book. (laughs) (laughs) I love this show. I love these moments. Though I was was kind of looking for um, uh, possibly a, uh, maybe since, you know, Dr. Orwell, maybe uh, was thinking IT-84. Nineteen eighty four. What? Yeah, Doctor Orwell and her in her office being just called nineteen eighty four. Oh, uh, I I see what you did there. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, what other what other notes you got here? We can't be trespassers. We're children. <laughs> <laughs> they can't be These trespassers. Two are they're not children. mutually exclusive. <laughs> These two things are not mutually exclusive. Lucky boy. Yeah, Catherine O'Hara is frightening in this show, man. Like, she is scary. She I love the casting on this show, though. They brought in some great people. The fact that they're getting so many really big names. Don Johnson is Sir. That was great. Like, freaking, yeah, freaking Don Johnson showing up. What is that about? Also, uh, anybody who watches uh, Peter Pan and their, uh, Jake and the Neverland Pirates on Disney Junior... Uh, Charles is the same voice who does the little penguin, and it's kind of weird just imagining a little gay penguin walking around. 
<laughs> it's great though. I don't remember a penguin in Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Yeah, he's uh he's a he's appeared in many episodes. Pretty much anything that has to do with uh any kind of snow, he's there. Yep. He's, he's like in at least once a season. Huh. Oh, okay. he, he, trust me, he's been on there because CJ showed the tur turned the camera around and went, oh, oh, I know that. that That's from Jake. Also, the name <laughs> of uh, well, the, the other kids are the Quagmire uh, kids. So, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Very interesting. Names. Very interesting. I'm, right. I want more. Yeah. And that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Especially, I'm like, I wonder, where's this going? You finally give me something really tasty and wonderful. And now I'm kind of, oh, okay. Yeah. For the first three episodes, I enjoyed them, but I wasn't, like, eager to see what happens next. Yeah. But then this episode happened. By the way, you're... No, there's no more. Did you ever watch Eureka? No. Oh, yeah, okay. But I know I should. Yes, he's uh he's Vincent in Eureka, and he's just brilliant. <laughs> I'm sure he was a great Charlie. All right, love Charlie. No, that wasn't. No, that's not a. Uh, then I thought that's the. Uh, that's, uh, I thought the truck driver at the beginning way. was uh, Huel. Yeah, I, call Saul I thought second. so too. Just like I felt so bad when it wasn't. Yeah, I'm like, I just, God, I'm well, racist. They showed him in profile and he had a hat and a beard, but he looked a lot like him. I was like, Oh dang, is that Huel? And then they like showed him from the front. I was like, No, no. And oh, now no, you feel so bad. Gone. <laughs> Then I was, then I felt bad and sad that it wasn't you <laughs> because because you just racially profiled. Because I really wanted it to be. Like... <laughs> I wanted to be you. Yeah, he's not in enough things, right? He's not just randomly being left in enough hotels. <laughs> and it would have been exactly. It would have been great if it was, and he just drove up to a hotel and was never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> As he drops him off, goes to them. I'm going to the hotel oh, for the man. night. All right. Uh, anything else on series of unfortunate events, Rachel? I, I want to know when the next season's coming out. <laughs> it's probably be a very long summer without that. Probably about this time oh, next oh. year. Although I will say, it, you heard what our kids said tonight. They they were very upset because they got to watch the first mill episode, but not the second one. And Aaron's like, but but I want to know what happens. <laughs> so I I guess I'm gonna have to since. CJ's going to be up at PAX this week, and I might just sit down with the kids and have some uh, QT with them and watch a series of unfortunate events and keep threatening to send them off to Count Olaf. <laughs> Don't send me that. They do not like Count Olaf at all. Not supposed to. Yeah. All right. I do have one final note, though. Okay. The closing, closing song. Come on. Yeah, man. That was. Yeah, everybody's singing. That Patrick was. Patrick Warburton and that bass. Whoa. I know, right? It's like, whoa! I don't think I've ever like, heard Patrick Warburton. We've known Patrick Warburton for years. I never knew he could sing like that. Like, he's not a great <laughs> singer, obviously, but when he hits the bass notes, you kind of go, "Oh, I, I was unaware that you were able to do that, sir. Can you do me again? Uh, it again." <laughs> All right. All right. No, I love the closing song. It's beautiful. Yes. Wonderful. Um, it's sad. Yes. So sad. Very sad. Except for uh, except for Poe. Eh. Never Poe. Everything works out great for him because. All right. That's how this book works. Are you gonna hang around with us for uh, Man in a High Castle, Rachel? Or. I'll I'll be on just to make snide side comments when I want to, but. Fair enough. I'm gonna do some other things. Fair enough. And fun, Daryl. I love you, my friend, and I'm glad we're finally converting CJ. Bye bye. For one episode. All right. So two, just one. All right. So if he's gonna admit to Daryl that Daryl was right that they should be counted as one, then he's just gonna count it as one. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Moving on into Man in the High Castle, Daryl. What about this show that you don't watch? The Man in the High Castle episode. Bored now. The perfect vodka martini begins with a chilled glass. Preferably, this is done by placing said glass in a freezer, but ice water can be used in a pinch. Just make sure that it's properly dried before pouring your drink. Some people will tell you that the only decent martini is made with gin. These people are wrong. Half fill your cocktail shaker with ice and add a splash of vermouth. You're adding just enough to coat the ice and perhaps the bottom of the shaker, no more. Take your vodka from the freezer and place a generous double shot's worth into the shaker. Put the lid on and give it a Call good shake. 
Those gin connoisseurs will tell you to shake gently, softly, but instead I would suggest you whip that shit back and forth like a Polaroid picture. Mount the Spanish olives on a cocktail stick and place them into your chilled glass before straining your cocktail. Sit down, relax, and you will feel much better about watching this episode of Man in the High Castle, where things <laughs> happen. Ooh. Where what? Something happened? Where Daryl, you have happen. reeled me into your alcoholic ways. Bring it on. Cheers. I have a berry cider. Ah, all right. So, kintsugi, uh, uh, which means uh, in in the direct in the direct Japanese, it may, it means make broken things golden. Oh. yeah, that that's what that term is with the note that I wrote. Yeah, but I guess that's essentially what it means. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Julia Juliana said it means. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of making that's Americanizing a already kind of Americanized thing. So you can Americanize an Americanized thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that that's that is what the that's what the title of the show, of the episode means, and it's kind of what happens in this. You have a bunch of broken things, and you're trying to make them presentable. Because uh, <clears throat> cultural check here, uh, in Japan, gold isn't the standard for rare metals. It's still popular. However, silver is treated much high, with much more respect than gold because silver is harder to break. Gold is soft. Gold is easy to tarnish. So uh, Japanese is not really huge on gold. That's the reason why you can make broken things golden, but you don't. they're still not fixed. Indeed. So that, that's, Let me just say, as my first note, that this is my favorite episode of Man in the High Castle i've watched so far yeah i i definitely agree with you on that one um and i told you you'd like it told you you'd like it it's the reason why i was upset we weren't talking about this last week i did i just ran out of time i couldn't get to it i I rewatched it again because i'd forgotten because i'd watched it now two weeks ago and so um yeah i had to rewatch it and i'm so glad i did um man but though I watched them back to back, so pardon me if they kind of skip into uh, were the uh, were the hippies episode? Yeah, the hippies were episode seven. Yes, yes, hippie party was episode seven. Yeah, because there ain't no Berlin like a, ain't no party like a Berlin party, right? Where you take off your shirt and do LSD. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, this episode was just it was really impactful. I mean, for for the record. Nothing happened in either one of these episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, like plot progression well, stalled on these. Yeah, things got a lot of pieces got set up. Yeah. They but, didn't you got Juliana starting her spy work for the resistance. Yes. Make working getting closer to the Smiths. You got John Smith putting into place his plan to save his son. Quote unquote which, save. Holy, Crap! What a Nazi <laughs> plan to save your son, man! Jesus! Wow! It's like, dang, that's hardcore. We're gonna uh, have him kidnapped, and we're never gonna see him again. <laughs> Jesus! And then Joe getting in with the Levinsborn, and you know, deciding he's gonna makes his life count. Yes. Because of his trippy acid dream. That's next episode. And Tagomi still hanging out in. The, the alternate universe. Yeah, and Earth Prime. Um, yeah, it was Where fun watching him react his to the wife Cubist is alive, movies. but their marriage is falling apart. Yes. Because reasons. Um, Apparently in the other universe, he's a drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, do like, I do like the conversation between his son and him, though. That was a good conversation. It was. Everything in this episode was really good. Yeah, like for a dialogue-driven episode where nothing happened. Again, nothing happened. Um, for but for a dialogue-heavy episode like this one, it was just it was so so well done. Yes, yes, it was. Uh, you know, like all of this stuff with Tagomi and the other universe and him, the band, the bomb party with his son, and yeah, the clashing and. I, I'm whoever very he, into- whoever he is in this universe, you know, is not not a good man. Yeah. 
I am interested and to see him come back to um, the High Castle world and see how he changes through this. That is that is what's going to be my that's what's going to be I think in my opinion going to be the most interesting thing because yes. Frank's story is officially flat. Uh, DJ Qualls' character is brilliant. <laughs> yes. More on that in the next episode. Oh crap! Here, oh, I'm just gonna play Daryl's thing, and we're just gonna I, because I can't separate the two. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna play Daryl's thing here really quick for episode seven, and then we'll just kind of talk about both of them. The man in the high castle, Land O, smiles as Juliana worms her way closer to Agent Smith. She discovers another dangerous secret. Gul'dan and Ed get themselves in a sticky situation as they try to buy Yakuza Zero on PS4. And, on a resistance mission, Frank uncovers a Japanese plan that could realize his worst nightmare. Snake clowns. (laughs) Nicely done on the Lego Batman shout-out, dude. Well done. That's what made you uh, laugh so hard that you couldn't breathe last time. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> you got to yeah, get back in that well. Yeah. you got to try to capture lightning at all twice. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That movie's so freaking good. <laughs> Seriously. I know. I really want to see it. So Someday. Great. Someday. So great. Just take the family. Uh, it's such a good movie for, like, everybody. Yeah. But before we get to Ed and them finally giving his character something awesome to do. Right. Um. <laughs> Other than just be the the levity person of telling Frank what a horrible human being he is, because <laughs> good lord, Frank. Yeah, he's the not worst. a good person um, at all. <clears throat> like Juliet or Juliana, sorry, they call, they change her name. She's Julia in the Nazis, right? Yeah, but her because, real name's Juliana. Yeah, and I, some people call her Jules, and I don't know. It's hard to keep up. Just call her Jewel. Anyway, Juliana with the Nazis at the bridge thing and the, their conversation at the table. It's just like, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, right. <laughs> these, these people are awful. But they, they are Nazis. Like, you, you forget that these people are Nazis <laughs> until they open their mouths. Yeah, no. It's like, not so leave it to Beaver anymore. Not so much. Yeah, right. Though Barbie Nazi was fun. Yeah. Like, she was really, really terrible. And, you know, Juliana gets becomes friends with her, goes... Uh, shopping and like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, you're the worst, you're the absolute worst, and then, bam, <laughs> they make you feel sorry for her. And crap, I hate you, show. I don't want to feel sorry for her. Feel bad for the Nazi lady. Feel bad for her. I don't want to feel bad for the Nazi lady. Don't you do don't it. have a choice. Oh, wow. We are mad in the it. high castle. I'm not supposed to feel bad for her. You just spent this entire episode making me hate her. Now I feel bad for her. Why'd you go and do that? You're the worst. Uh, because this show does and, uh, balance the uh, Nazi thing on a knife edge. Like It's like, yeah, these people are Nazis, obviously. Real. Wretched, disgusting human beings. However, they are still human beings. Like Deep down, they're still human beings, and John Smith concocts his plan to save his son by... A really complicated plan. Sneaking, sneaking him off to South America and then getting him pretend kidnapped by... <laughs> Yeah, no. by somebody. <laughs> uh, Semites was the word he used. Yeah, uh, Cause, yeah, because <laughs> Jews, like, no. Jews are the like, new no. Muslim apparently, and and man in the high <laughs> yes. world. And uh, that's not going to be a show title candidate, no, by the way. Man, <laughs> no, no, it's not. No. Uh, so yeah, it's a really complicated plan. His wife's like, okay, well, that's the only way to save him. It's like, will I ever see him again? It's like, mm, maybe. <laughs> The time is right. It's like so. Pretty much, no. You're yeah. not going to see your son again once he he goes off here. But it's the only way to get him away from here, so he doesn't have to be murdered for having seizures. That's yeah. what we finally found out. Yeah. So uh, something so minor, just to remind you that Nazis hate everything outside of perfection. Yep. Yeah, and then we uh, then we get the scene where they tell him that they're going to let him go, and it's like, oh, he sinks. And then there's all these layers of emotions happening, and I start tearing up, and like, oh, God, show you're making me cry for Nazis. Stop it. I hate you, show. I don't want to cry for the Nazis. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really impactful for, like, a parent 
to yes. watch that. And that's a big uh, thing between you and I. If I was a parent, was... they would have hit me as hard as it oh, did. Oh, but... I can guarantee not. Like, yeah, because the rest of that just wouldn't, I, I can guarantee it wouldn't gar- carry the same amount of weight as them watching their, I think, do they have another kid? I don't think they do. They have three kids. Oh, they have two daughters. And that's they right. don't have another son. That's right. That's what I was thinking. Two daughters. Yeah, wa- watching your only son leave your life forever. <laughs> Essentially. Like, we're going to sneak him off. He's going to get pretend condemned. We're going to be the ones in charge of the search, and we are going to fail at finding him. That is the plan. Okay. Yep. And we'll probably never see him again. Yeah, though, I think we're going to uh, just kill a couple of Jews, and those guys are going to be the ones that kidnapped him. We had to kidnap us, but we were too late. Dun-dun-dun. So, well well done, show, at making me very emotional in this episode where nothing really happened. Yeah. (laughs) Right. No, there there was like there's Bell-like a bunch of dominoes starting. So much like, emotional stuff. Yeah, but no, yes. there was nothing. Nothing yeah. happened. Putting all these things in place. <laughs> Julia, Juliana's in place. John Smith's story is in place. Yeah, his plan and uh, Joe is in. And place. Then we can move on to the next episode, which is also another good episode. But nothing happened. I, I, I had no no yeah. emotional episode, no emotional moments in this one. Yeah, and I, and actually had some moments where I was, I got to be, to smile and, and laugh. Yeah. Finally gave Ed something to do, and it was right. It was awesome. Brilliant, man, and and like, and that that just finally kinda, proved his worth. Yeah, DJ Qualls is an amazing actor, and he's really intelligent as well. So, like, I can only imagine that that may have been. It would not surprise me that if he did the research for that himself and wrote that piece of dialogue for him. Because if yeah, you've ever the, watched the him do interviews, him. like when they did interviews for um, the core. When he did that, like I remember, that's when I fell in love with him as an actor because he's just so intelligent. I don't think I have, but I don't know. I liked him in Lost. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, but no, him improving his worth to chill down, creating the backstory for the cufflinks. Beautiful, wonderful. Yes. And then chill down, like straight up saying, like, so. Seem like you, you know, you got a lot of potential, and you know you're a smart guy. Why, why, Frank? Yeah, why do you follow him? Like, why, why do you put up with that guy? You really, you really, you really don't need him. You're, you're really smart and a good guy, and he's, he's just the worst, just the worst. Absolutely, and he doesn't put up with it anymore. Good, put Frank in his freaking place. And even his American-born Japanese kind of girlfriend thing suddenly hates him because sure. he's just the worst. Just the worst. <laughs> he hates himself because he's the worst. Yes. So it's it's good that you share our it's good that you share our feelings towards you. <laughs> Stop being bad. <laughs> and then man, they really conveniently wrapped up the yakuza thing. Yeah, man. Them having to sell stuff <laughs> yakuza. Like, oh, well, I guess that's done. That was convenient. Even, you know, chill down and Ed are like, that was convenient. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yep. Let's smoke some weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, man. Like, showing the fact that this is now, like, in the 60s, like, it's good to know that we have Nazi hippies. Can we talk about the Nazi hippies, please? <laughs> the Nazi hippies Smoking. were the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yes, the Nazi hippies and their hippie parties. Swings and shirts optional. Oh my! Ladies and men. God, it was so like watching the the cartoon Nazi hippies was so good. <laughs> I enjoyed that much. And then like they were sitting on there smoking, and then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, are they smoking weed? They're awfully yeah. giggly. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and it like gives them a dirty look. What? We're celebrating. It's they, legal. They were the man in the high castle, if you know what we mean. Man in the high castle. High castle. Up top. Up top. <laughs> yes. okay. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I do like how, though, by the way, um, bad wig on Juliana. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bad wig on Juliana is bad. Uh, speaking of things that are convenient, man... Everything is convenient for Juliana. Right? Just everything works out perfectly for her. She's 
shows up at the bridge meeting at just the right time, makes friends with just the right person, and is in her life at just the right moment where she finds out her sad secret. Then she, with Thomas, at just the right moment to find out that secret. So now she's in with the Smiths in like a couple of days. That's all it took. <laughs> yeah. All right. It, uh, yeah. That. Yeah. Is. It feels like if it does feel a little Mary Sue-ish. Like she is yeah. just. I mean, it's good to see that she is a strong female for a lead. It's just still kind of a. Yeah. It definitely does. It's not so much Mary Sue is. It's like it's almost. I, you can talk about fate or destiny. Yeah. For her to be, in the place she needs to be, because everything just works out for her. Yeah. Super conveniently. <laughs> Well, especially in this one, uh, I am going to call out a Mary Sue on this one because the uh, director, uh, Karen Kasana, uh, yeah, I'm going to call out Mary Sue on this one. <laughs> it was Karen Kasana. Uh, a lady. So, sorry. It kind of lines up for the Mary Sue just right in the right in the crosshairs. Okay. For those who don't know, so. because Daryl doesn't hang lanterns on it anymore, a Mary Sue is when a writer or a director puts themselves into a movie uh, not, but not directly, and makes that person pretty much untouchable. And awesome at everything. Yes, which Juliana is. So, by the way, Daryl, go back to putting hang, hanging lanterns on it. TV tropes never ends. <laughs> it is an infinite well, and we could never, we could never run dry. Right? Huh? Ridley Scott's an executive producer on the show. I never knew that. We've only been talking about the show for two years now. You you didn't know that? No, I didn't. I mean, that was kind of the big deal they made out of the pilot when they originally put it out for. I the I just knew it because of it being thing. a uh, uh, dick book. Yeah, well, there was that too, but it was you just because I wanted to call a it Philip K. Dick book, produced by Ridley Scott. I forgot his freaking first name. <laughs> K. Dick, <laughs> my homeboy K. Dick. <laughs> um, writing them fat tomes. Yeah, man. Oh jeez, um, yeah. So we do have uh, some things where uh, Hitler is possibly going to die. Yes, no man is immortal. That's how all this ends. Yeah, getting the call. Hitler's collapsed, and I don't think he's going to survive. Does that mean we're going to have over? Is that Our... mean Obergruppenheimer Smith is going to become Hit uh, Führer Smith? Uh, well, he's not second in line. I mean, the guy that called is. Basically saying, "Hey, I hope I have your support." Mm. Thank you. Yeah, I you're got gonna it. have a weird, I understand. kind of pseudo election. That would be weird. I don't know. Power vacuum incoming. Yeah, right. Hold on to your butts. Yeah. <laughs> once the uh, once the walking mountain named Hitler dies, then yeah. Well, I mean that's a big theme in the book. Is Hitler's on his deathbed, and there's the power vacuum, and yeah, it was kind of avoided in season one, like. Didn't yeah, like they didn't bring that up at all in season one, so I was like, oh, I guess they're not, not going down that storyline path, which is fine. So they changed Joe oh, completely well, around, and Hitler is there. <laughs> yes. Joe isn't evil completely, and uh, Juliana and Frank are engaged, not married. Yeah, though I'm glad that they're not married, because, yeah, I get enough of Frank as it is. Well, I guess in the book they were estranged. They were technically married, but hadn't lived together in a long time. Yeah. Oh, man, I got to stop looking at Wikipedia. <laughs> we got some stuff coming up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to spoil myself. There's only a few episodes left. Three, in fact. Eight, nine, and ten. Yes. Loose lips, detonation, and fallout. Take those as yes, you will. So, Frank, uh, they discovered that where the item bomb is being yeah. assembled. Yep. So that is going to be the... Arc. Yep. Um, so they gave the resistance a little bit to do. I did enjoy the uh, the poor man's McCain, the cussing preacher. Yeah. Uh, he was he was interesting. <laughs> when does preacher come back on AMC? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> CJ gets distracted by the internet. You said the word preacher. Now I got to figure out when preacher comes back. I still need to watch that. You do is so good. Oh my I god. Know, I know. Um, catch up on. See if I have any other notes. Summer premiere. Oh, the okay. Nazi funeral. We had a Nazi funeral. Yeah. 
It's very John Smith Christian gave a eulogy just... for the man who he killed. <laughs> yeah, right. Awkward. Huh. Pre Preacher hits Hulu on April, by the way. Wow, that was quick. Uh, no, it was quick. like summer last year when it came out. Yeah, I know, but dang. Okay, less than a year. It was right like on. August, I'm wanting to say. I know. Better Call Saul was February. Where's that at? April. <sighs> it's Gilligan. Why are you making us wait an extra two months? Right. Freaking X-Files crap. <laughs> I blame that. I, I accept that blame. Oh, man. Um, so, like, I don't... I didn't take any notes for this because, I mean, once I realized that this is just pieces being lined up, and I, in, in a ten in a ten episode season, which, by the way, I, I still think I kind of like twelve episodes a little bit better than ten, but those twenty two episode seasons are rough. Um, you kind of have this going in every ten episode season of any show. Five, six, and seven are the lull towards the, or the calm before the storm always. Yes. Sometimes rolling into eight, but usually halfway through eight, all of nine, nine is usually the payoff in these 10 episode seasons. And 10 is typically fallout, which ironically speaking is the name of the 10th episode of this season of this season. Then yes. is the fallout, the epilogue slash setting up the next season. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, they kind of did that last season. Like that's what happened in and. Episode 10 was still a little, like, r rushy still. Yeah, a little bit. And But my, my main complaint with the first season of Man in the High Castle is just nothing got resolved. Yeah, it was just all, it like was it, a world. They, it was, lay, they built all this world-building stuff. They introduced all these storylines and then just nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just kind of ended. I'm like, okay, well, I guess there's a second season, so I'll well, find out some more stuff that, then. That's the advantage of having a kind of thing like Amazon or Netflix in this world where they know that they're going to get a second season so they can write for that. They, they're going to know ahead of time if they're not getting picked up for the next season. So that way they can write for that as well. Um, you're not going to have a mid season cancel cancellation in these. So they can write the book of, of a TV show as opposed to, we don't know if we're going to get a season two, so we're going to assume that we are and get host. It happens. Yes. There's uh, the cast. Oh, there it is. What is Keto? Keto. I can never remember his name for some reason. I, I enjoyed the, they gave him a little backstory moment. Yeah. I'm on the phone with his family. That he put into hiding right before he killed all the Yakuza. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Right on. That was convenient for everyone. Thank you. Right. Let's see. Children, children's prostitute. Yeah, it was weird. And, and I do Carrie like how, from the book. I do like how they uh, were just like, yeah, this is dirty talk, right? Yes, it's totally dirty talk. Just praise me, praise me. Creepy. Uh. JFK thing at the end of episode six was yeah, the Cuban nice Cuban Missile Crisis, yeah. And uh, pretty blonde Nazi is also Lebensborn. Called that. Yep. Called it. Called uh, it. Called so, it. is it me or did she look a lot like Heather? What's her face from just in the Austin Powers movie? Heather Graham. Yeah, that one. Maybe. Like I knew it Little. wasn't, but like because obviously that movie is now old. But I'm like, huh. She looks a lot like Heather Graham from Austin Powers. No, I guess I was too distracted by her German accent. And being very pretty. There's that. And uh, I'm going through trying to see what notes I didn't hit. The only other one I got is uh, Cup. The broken Cup. That's it's pretty heavy-handed symbolism. Yeah, man. Thank you, show. You're right. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a cup from your wedding that's broken in half. Oh. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, way to just be like thrust that in but, our uh, face. Good job, show. Good job. Yeah, these two episodes are really good. Yes, yeah, they were. All Things right, are starting to feel a little slow in the last couple, but man, I really enjoyed both of these. And like I said, six. Nothing happened. It just like it was just good acting, and that helped. 
good acting, really, really good writing. Yes. All right. Both of those things. So then, let's go. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap up, shall we? Shall we? We shall. We shall indeed. You can get a hold of us by emailing us geekioshow@gmail.com. Just make sure you put spoiler in the subject line. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, all of the above are slash geekioshow. Give us a call on our Geek Hotline at 727-489-4335. That is 727-489-GEEK. Uh, you, our show, our, bit, 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 our website, which has all of our shows and more, geek-io.net slash spoiler show. And you can support this show and every show on the entire Geek.io network over at patreon.com slash geek.io or geek-io.net slash amazon. Amazon. Before I read the show titles, let me just real quick finish season one of Kimmy Schmidt. That show's amazing. Everyone should watch it. Yes. Told you. You're welcome. It's great. It's a wonderful, wonderful show. Makes me laugh and wait about the dumbest things. Oh, that I've ever Rachel, seen. that's the one I was talking, meaning to talk about. I don't think she's paying attention anymore. I think she's on the phone. We were, I was trying to figure out, like, I knew there was a show that, like, I absolutely loved that, like, I can't explain the reason why I hate series of unfortunate events, but loved it. <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt is that. <laughs> yes. And didn't you say you loved Randy and Kimmy Schmidt? Yes. Do I remember you saying that? Yeah, that makes the least amount of sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I love you guys almost as much as I love heroin. <clears throat> Save the cat. Anyway. Dong is still the best uh, ever, though. Dong. I love Dong. <laughs> yes! <laughs> but I'm Jing. There's your, right. there's your ringtone. <laughs> Jazz's ringtone of the week. Show titles. The Miserable Meal. The Long Con in Matrix Land. Marvel's Man in the High Castle. Knight Rider v. Rob Dalton. Bat Dad and Mama Hill. Dad Base Doe. Americanized and Americanized Thing. Snake Clowns. Barbie Nazi. Cry for Nazis. Nazi Hippies. Everything's coming up. Juliana. Yes, it did. yes, indeed, yes, indeed. And I just killed my cider, so that means it is time for us to leave. Hmm. It's a hard choice. It I don't is. I know where to go. Yes. All right. Feeling this one the most. All right, folks. We will see, see you right back here next week, Monday, because I promise I will watch all of the shows before then. All right, folks. Bye. <laughs> This has been a Geek.io Media Network production. Copyright 2017.